Hello and shalom. Welcome back to the Pen in Podcast. I, as always, am welcomed by the Iron Pumper himself, Eddie. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Damn, I'm gonna have a new title every week at this point. <laughs> I try to, I try to come up with different ones, but yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> How you doing, my friend? Oh, thank you. I'm doing well. I'm doing pretty good today. Um, let's see what was on the agenda. No, it's Saturday, so I'm gonna repeat the exact same thing I said last time. Yeah. Went to work. I oh, you know, today was a little different actually. So went to work. Went over to my grandma's house. She just turned. She just had her birthday. She is 88. Ooh. Yeah. Grandma is 88. So that was cool. Did the little birthday celebration. Um, hung out there for a little bit. Talked to them about stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I uh, rushed home and uh, did some panic laundry and now we're now we're on the pen and podcast (laughs) nice well today i i did not expect like today i woke up at like 12 30 or something i woke up and i was like i was like oh man it's kind of bright out there what's and and then i looked at the time and i was like oh i was so busy I was just, I was just playing last night, and I started. I actually started watching Stranger Things, so I'm I'm starting that. Okay. And so yeah, that's what I was doing before this, before I got ready. But Are you liking that? It's actually really interesting, and I okay. did see a. The, recently, the season four came out, and my mom was right. my mom was watching it downstairs, and I really, I saw a spoiler. Oh, so, no. so like I mean, it took ah man, but. That's not gonna. That's not gonna deter me. I, that's the only thing I know. I don't know how or why this right. thing happened that I saw. So, but let's move into how we're doing. How are you doing today? Well, actually, yeah. How are you um, feeling today? Well, What's going on? How we? I'm feel. I'm feeling good. Um, you know, I'm. I'm. Uh, I, I guess we can kind of. We can do like in the the little act, what are we doing section, right? Yeah, yeah. And that, with guess. the how. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, you know, we're 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 working through life. You know, we have our ups and downs, um, but I'm I'm overall I'm in I'm in a good spot in my life, and I'm pretty happy. Um, recently, as of this week, update my life. Um, so our friend Brandon, who will be on this podcast, I would hope eventually. Eventually. Um, he uh he lives in Idaho. He just got married to a lovely lady named Emily, and uh, he's he's a wonderful guy and i've known him for about 17 18 years known him since i was like five so known him for a long time but uh he came to me with a little issue lately where he has been having trouble in the gym so um that being my specialty as you knew from the intro the iron pumper (laughs) (laughs) I uh he came to me and he asked me to write him a program and uh I'm I'm no personal trainer or anything but uh I, I like to think I, I have some confidence with what I know and I decided that it, it would be something I would really like to do for him and I and I spent pretty much this whole week working on that. It was a lot harder than I thought it was. But um I ended up finishing it up and I got a 
great review from him. He's like, bro, it's fucking perfect. He was super excited, so I'm really happy about that. And um, our friend Curtis as well, um, I sent it over to him just to kind of see if he wanted me to make him one. And, uh, well, that might be the next step. Um, so, yeah, we got the programs rolling out. Pretty happy doing that. Maybe a career in the future. Who knows? Um, other than that, uh, dealing with some some other gym drama, I've sustained a minor back injury. Oh, no. Um, yeah. So nothing like, you know, go to the doctor x-ray vibes, but like, yeah, definitely not capable of like lifting at full intensity. So am I really fucked up? Not really, but kind of a setback. Um, just kind of monitoring it, trying to do all the movements that I can that aren't, that aren't causing pain. That's pretty much the, mm-hmm. I've done a lot of physical therapy research lately. Cause I can't afford to go to a real physical therapist. Um, but, uh, so doing a lot of research, kind of just trying to attenuate the, the, the problems I've been feeling with this, but, uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident I'm feeling positive. So we're going to get through that. And then outside of the gym, been playing more of the wonderlands game. Um, I think, you know, as a further review, maybe not a final review, um, I'm feeling I'm feeling real like mid vibes. Like mm-hmm. the gunplay's good, but like in terms of the game, it's it's okay. It's whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just I don't know if it'll. I think it's because I was spoiled by the earlier Gearbox titles, the earlier Borderlands games. So I'm kind of endlessly comparing it to that. But for what it is, it's a pretty good game. So we'll leave it at like the five or six for now, now that I've put probably close to 10, 12 hours into it. But yeah, um, I think that's it for me. What about you, Zach? What's going on with you this week? Well, I have been, I started playing uh, last week. I think it was at, right after the podcast and I was um, making thumbnails for the first episode and <laughs> I was just hanging out with uh, my theater friends. I started up Mario Golf, as you see on the screen right oh, yeah. here. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> fucking Luigi kicked my ass in this. Like, like he just, the AI is just really good in this game. And I, I just have to get good pretty pretty much. But it, it was actually kind of fun. You know, I didn't think golf games were going to be fun, but I found this pretty interesting. And, like, there's a bunch like, of characters to unlock, and so... It's pretty fun. Is it interesting in like a relaxing sense? That's yeah. probably what I feel like I would get from a golf game. It's like a relaxed vibe. Yeah, yeah, it is relaxed. And, you know, it's it's Mario themed. So, I mean, why not? <laughs> I know they made a recent Mario. There's a recent Mario game um, that, they, that came out that, I mean, it was good. Maybe like, you know, mechanical, like gameplay wise, but just no content. As, and that's how it was with um, the most recent Mario sports title. Um, the soccer one, Battle League, Mario Strikers, which right. I was actually excited to play, but you know, I just, I haven't really started it at all. I have no one to like mm-hmm. play. I'm not gonna play myself, and there's like no AIs to play right. with. Not oh. like golf, you can, but yeah. Right. Um, moving on, Live Alive, I absolutely <clears throat> love so far. I finished Sick. three chapters so far. I'm on the fourth one. Okay. I want to say. I finished the near. I finished uh, distant future with the little robot okay. guy, and yeah. that definitely takes from 
you know, Alien and uh, mm-hmm. 2001 is Space Odyssey. It's a space horror. And wow, like, I I actually got scared, like, because eventually, you know, something goes wrong and I was getting chased. And, and, and like, you don't know when he's coming, but you'll, you can just, you just hear the big, the, you know, thumping. And I'm like, oh my fucking yeah. God, I like, turn around. <laughs> right. Oh my, it was actually, I actually felt scared, even though it, it was a 16 little bit game you know, re, remade. <laughs> it's actually scary. And then the ending of yeah. that, I don't want to spoil anything, mm-hmm. but right. it, dude, it hit. It was it was kind of deep, man. It was different. It did, and I was like, "Wow, Damn. this this is a great. This is gonna be a great game." Then I moved right awesome. into the um, Twilight of Edo Japan, which you are a shinobi, and your task oh, yeah, is to go 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 rescue somebody in a castle, you know, of like one of the one of the emperors or something, or I'm I'm not entirely sure, but rescue him in a castle and you have the option of going in super stealth and like just not killing anybody or murdering everybody, which I murdered like 50, it tells you at the end too. Cause each time you kill somebody, it'll be like total deaths, one something after <laughs> every time. So I got 50, I killed 51 people in that castle. And I will, I do. I was like, well, if I stealthily do this, I'm not going to beat the boss. I mean, that's probably what I was thinking, and I was right. Uh-huh. That boss is a little yeah. difficult at the end. Right. But I really liked it, and it, it was just fun to, like, upgrade and my little character. It only took me sure. three hours. Under three hours. Okay. And so did the uh, other story, three hours. And then my next chapter was Present Day, which is literally like a Street Fighter. Like, you... you, you like you're you're looking to be the best and with this character you you have to bait the your opponent into like showing you like hitting you so you can learn their moves which you do for like all six of your opponents i just i just like was stockpiling their fucking moves in a bag like a little goblin and so uh, i i ended up with like 10 10 15 moves at the end it was just blowing people away and that (laughs) took literally 45 minutes i think because it's literally mm. you do five matches and then right. and then the match at the end you know i was like that's yeah. it's cool it was short and i, I liked it yeah. i like the combat and the presentation the pixel art looks amazing mm-hmm. so that's great and so i'm that's uh, nice my next chapter i'm gonna do is the unga boonga times with the cave cave <laughs> cave yeah. child so i already yeah, started it's cool. pretty funny because they communicate mm-hmm. in grunts you know it's like yeah literally like that yeah and like it'll show like pictures above and you really have to kind of pay attention because if you don't you're just (laughs) kind of just gonna go over your head like oh shit what do i do now how funny and then i'm still on still on persona 4 golden i love this it's my favorite game right now like even more than like live alive because like i Mm -hmm. just crossed like i'm just about to cross the 40 hour mark and like it's it, it's awesome. Like I just like the characters. The characters. If you don't like the characters in these kind of games, it's just just not gonna click for you. It, it clicked for me, mm-hmm. man. And the combat, turn base, you know. Yeah. Ah, and the music. The music is also amazing. Like I have multiple multiple songs of that from that game on my playlist right now. Damn, it's so, really turning up. Oh, because really that's the one up. with the the composers from uh, what do you call it? Final Fantasy, right? No, and, no, no. Uh, this, is, this is different. Kingdom Hearts. That was Live Alive. No. 
Live Alive live music alive. is great. Never mind. Especially yeah. in... Oh, no, I actually finished four chapters. I did a period Imperial China, too, and that was awesome because you have to... Basically, you're an old guy looking to pass on your art, your, you know, your kung fu art. And so you, you, well, yeah. you get three disciples, and... And someone told me from the beginning, like you got to put all your training into one disciple, or else you're gonna get fucked in the in the end by the boss. And I narrowly escaped. Put I put every training I did into my one disciple, like the Lei Kuang or uh -huh. something. Yeah, that uh -huh. was awesome too. Like the music and that, it's like a bunch of like. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> the stereotypes. Dude. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, like, yeah, low key it did, but it, this is authentic though. I, I think right yeah it's not a stereotype if they do <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah dude persona 4 uh like it's awesome like you collect these like these personas throughout you know in the dungeons you know and it's like every time you collect one it's like you welcomed izanagi into your heart right and they do mm -hmm. different japanese names and i i recognize some most of these names from you know naruto because that has a lot of japanese history and culture into it like they mentioned cool. Izanagi, Izanami, Jiraiya from, from Naruto, mm -hmm. and they mentioned a bunch of other stuff, like Susanoo also, which I, my, my anime people who've watched Naruto definitely know who that is. But like, that's right. awesome. I, I think that's cool, and it just, it just keeps getting better and better. And like, it's the whole motto of this game is, you know, finding out the the truth in you pretty much like finding out like the real tr like because these characters they face their their shadow selves and you know it, it's 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 a reflection it's like you are me i have to accept that what you are like is me like i i can't i don't know if i can go into it very well but it's a, cool. it's also a deep game it's how like those persona games actually this persona game is yeah it's like it's like a real good like therapy almost right the therapy it's for like video understanding game. that yeah yeah it's like understanding that like the parts that make you up are like yeah how do you, is that, am i going to go in the right direction yeah you know like you you have yeah. those you secretly hate this person or you secretly hate like mm -hmm. you know this job you have to do or your family you know and or your, your desires you know like there's this one kanji where um I'm pretty sure this guy, this dude's like a bi or something because his dungeon was a sauna and like it, it's very very much you know just you know it's a sauna where like and right and it's it's like it's like yeah like girls are just so difficult to deal with you know guys are so much easier you know and but like that was his shadow self but his real self was like right what are you talking about dude like i don't care you're not me like that that's not what i am you know it's stuff like okay. that so and, he's like and he had to accept like his true it. self yeah yeah that's what these shadows are and you know i thought i thought the game was over but then you know one of my teachers got murked so i was like fuck <laughs> this ain't over oh <laughs> uh, right damn sounds cool i like it yeah all right so let's move right into the quick news after that very much not as long as the intro from last episode so this is good progress we're, but, yeah we're condensing yeah. quick news <laughs> i added this from last time just you know some little little, little side news you know that um best buy opens pre-orders for limited run physical games now eddie i don't i'm pretty sure you don't know who this company limited run 
games. They um, no. Pretty much what the title suggests is that they take games that don't get much of a spotlight. You know, um, you've you've heard of like Scott Pilgrim, uh, saves the world game. Have you heard of that? Sure, I know the movie, and I'm sure they made a game. Yeah, made a game, and um, it got taken. And you know, part of the digital world we live in with games now is that like it got taken down due to some licensing issues, and there was never a physical release, so you couldn't Mm -hmm. buy it for a long time, up until this company came in and you know started and released the physical version, so it can. You have it forever, quote unquote. Even though, like, disc rot is a thing, so you don't really have it forever. But you know, I will probably right. won't. Some, some, something's gonna come out the way. But yeah, yeah, Best Buy opens those pre-orders. So like games like I have it pulled up here. Um, this is notice like Castlevania Anniversary Collection, like those old Castlevania games. Right. That's gonna be other, yeah. This um, is cool. Yeah. I'm kind of reading about this. This is an interesting little Inter- company idea. Yeah, little company and uh. This game that recently came out, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. It is such a baller game. This game is an amazing beat-em-up that everybody should play. And I got Jeffrey to play for a little bit. It didn't stick with him because he's very picky. We're going to have him on the show next week. Very picky. (laughs) But this game is awesome. The music's awesome. The sprite work is awesome. Like, oh, my gosh. And, like, I just – I bought, like, a a little, like, um – collector's edition kind of thing from um this from that limited run because limited run takes fucking forever to ship your stuff literally right. i ordered a coat like the kotor which we'll talk about later yeah. so this is different but they they ported the original 2003 kotor game to um the switch and i ordered they did a whole little collector's edition for that and i immediately hopped on it simp for star wars i don't care <laughs> it's mine but i bought that in november and they're going to be shipping uh-huh. it in quarter three of this year. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. They take forever. <laughs> and I just got my little collector's edition of Shredder's Revenge today from another company, Signature Games. Shout out to them. Whatever, All the stuff that came in there, I was super hyped about. Like, I don't care. Right. It was definitely worth 80 bucks in my opinion. But yeah, yeah, all these games, Quake, you know. Some older older games you just haven't heard of. They made a Super Meat Boy sequel. Did you know that? That that's on there too. You didn't know that, no. <laughs> so yeah, huh. if um anybody's out there, or you got some pre orders, get those physical additions into our yeah. next episode. I mean, next topic. Fuck. Quick news. Yeah. <laughs> Xbox. All right, episode's over. <laughs> Xbox Series X slash S consoles will boot up faster with a new update. Which it already oh, boots yeah. up pretty fast now, so I'm. Right. I was like, "Dang!" If you found something, I like, I was wondering, like, they really like put time to make this faster. Or they just kind of like found it, like, "Oh, they flipped the switch." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we can make like it faster big, though. Like twenty sheets of code that they forgot to delete. Oh, we can just get rid of it. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's fun. We like we like fast. Get you, get you back in the box quicker. Do you know how long like the Xbox One, like like original Xbox One loading times oh, were? Like just to bro. start up, it was ridiculous. Dude, it was horrendous. And like thirteen year old, fourteen year old Eddie was not not having that shit. No way. Especially with our, <laughs> our fucking what is it called? Our like not like can't pay attention fast enough. What is it called? Oh, like the adolescent attention span like yeah, our zero attention span was just you know you're like oh my gosh come on man hurry the fuck up 
load, load my damn Xbox. Please. Good thing it's getting started up even faster. It's good to hear. Yep. Spares right. the next generation. That's right. <laughs> All right. Last bit of quick news. Dark Souls 3 PC will be could be coming back online after six months. An update suggests so this is even confirmed. But a while ago, six months, Dark they had to take down Dark Souls 3, like the game, on PC because there was a way to for like an, an a hacker to go in and like literally like fuck your whole PC up. Like yeah. it'll, it'll destroy wow. it pretty much. Like there it was it was very, very bad. I can't I wow. surprised. Like they left they just found it now. So that that Jeez, was very it's very scary for those people who play Dark Souls yeah. 3 on PC. It's like you're all like all right. your information could be literally handed out Honestly. for one game. Yeah, for like such a developed company like FromSoft, like that's like a huge, that's a huge oversight. Like that normally, huge. like you know, there's such a sophisticated company. I would suspect that they would catch something like that, but I guess not. I mean, everyone's human. We all make mistakes. Yeah. But wow. Yeah. Huge mistake. And you know, like yeah, that huge mistake could cost you a whole two thousand dollar PC, three thousand dollar PC if you're, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well. The other thing too is, you know, I'm, I I put Dark Souls three in my probably my top five games I've ever played. So I I really appreciate that they're they're keeping up with it. You know, a lot of a lot of developers would kind of just axe it and then never put it back online because then they don't have to worry about the problem. But like they're working, and that's something I really like about FromSoft is they don't they don't really hang the towel or throw the towel in that often. Yeah. So. Good thing they're um they're working to fix this, so that's that's good. Yep. All right. We love it. Now we're getting to uh, the bigger news. Big topics. Let's go. Tactics. Um, all right. Ogres. A, what's up? What's up? Do you want? I can. How about? Do you want to? Do you want to switch off each yes. week? Who who leads? Who leads the charge? Yeah, you know what? I like that we're take turns right, each, let's do each that. news topic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. So, all right. So, hello. Welcome. I am leading the episode now. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, we got Tactics Ogre's unannounced remaster has been spotted on the PlayStation Store. So, we love when games come out of nowhere, especially remasters of fantastic, lovely games that we've played in the past. Not something I played personally but um when you get anything like this um it's always a lovely surprise so um we have vgc we have saying um the tactics tactics ogre reborn name was trademarked by square enix in april and briefly appeared on the playstation store in june before being removed this new appearance however is the first time a full description and screenshots have been included so this is looking good for anybody who is a fan of this game um once again, not something I've played before, but it looks kind of like a sort of top-down vibe. Zach, I don't know if you've played it before. Have you? I have not, but I've played similar games like Triangle Strategy. This um, calls back to that a lot. So I'm I'm actually really excited for this because this is like a 100-hour like RPG kind of thing. You know, it's right. it's tactical um, strategy RPG. So, yeah, like Eddie said, it's kind of yeah. a little bit top-down um grid-based 
tile-based, sorry, tile-based little RPG, you know, you, your units make a turn, and then I think, uh, I think it takes you, the enemy and you, as we can see from screenshots, like your turn and then the enemy's turn, and it just depends, I don't know how that system works, but yeah, this looks really interesting, and um, we've, the internet has been like leaking this game crazy, like, it was, it was on a huge leak, the NVIDIA leak from before, is lit, like, <laughs> a leak, leaked like, ton of games like that was huge like this is on there and then in june there was another a playstation listing like a store listing was spotted on that immediately taken down so we know this game's coming it's just a matter of when they want to release it but exactly. this game is a um it originally released on the super famicom which is if you don't people who don't know it's the super nintendo but japan calls it the super famicom it was released in 1995. I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. Released in 95 and then was remastered slash ported to the PSP in 2010. And then now it's getting another little uh, bump up in remaster today. I don't know when it probably it looks like this could be a, a lot of stuff coming out this year. I don't know when they're going right. to bring this game out, but it's something looks like you're interested in. Um, you know, I, <clears throat> I have limited, uh, financial resources <laughs> nowadays, yeah. uh, just cause you know, college hurts my wallet. <laughs> oh, of course. Um, I, you know, I think at a certain point in my life where I can have a little more free spending money, like once I'm in a career, I might look at more games like this, but because I really have no familiarity with it, probably not. I love the art style when I'm looking at these screenshots here. I love, mm -hmm. absolutely love how it looks. Um, the RPG has always been one of my favorite genres of video game. Um, but probably not for me, uh, I'd say at this point in my life. But I think it's something that is probably really interesting. And being that it's a remaster, if it's a solid company, um, sometimes remasters can bring a lot more than meets the eye. Um, you get a lot of companies that do more of like the, the you know, just like re redo the graphics and then reship it. But mm -hmm. um, some companies, they sometimes they can surprise you and they add new features, even new stories. Sometimes it's, it's pretty cool. So take a, keep your eye out on this one. Oh yeah. It's, it's being done by a uh, square Enix who did um, live alive. That was a remake. It's not the same. Um, studio doing the actual but it's the same publisher and i think this is going to be a good remaster and i have a lot of games i mean if this comes out physically maybe i'll pick it up but i have so much stuff to play i really need to stop buying mm. things it's, it's ridiculous <laughs> honestly but it, this looks it's really tough, awesome man. i love the art style like you said right. i would definitely play this for sure okay Rad. All right. I'm gonna change well, up from your Google Doc. I'm gonna I'm gonna save the the big ticket news items for like kind of like the middle. So I'm gonna do two more stories. All right. Okay. So, Halo Infinite campaign co-op won't support online matchmaking. BGC writes, Xbox recommends using the Halo LFG or looking for group posts and Discord features to team up with other players. Now, I don't know who was matchmaking with randoms in a Halo campaign, but this is no longer a feature. And it's just another another thing of 
Now, uh, add on to the list of what Halo Infinite is lacking in features. Seriously, dude. Halo Infinite has been the most telltale example of shipping unfinished games and labeling them as... Uh, what's what's that term they always all the companies say now? It's like um, live service. That's what yeah. they call it. Yep. Um, where all these companies they label, oh, we're we're shipping a live service game. It's gonna have new content all the time. All that means to me when I hear a company say live service is we're gonna give you an unfinished product and you're gonna deal with it. <laughs> so yep. that's <clears throat> that's just you know they're they're just they're digging their hole deeper and deeper they're just gonna end up they're end up in their own grave <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. personally it doesn't affect me because i'm not matchmaking with randoms in a co-op game i'm not either <laughs> I was like, this, this seems like a very kind of small issue but you know th those pile up and this exactly is honestly kind of disappointing <laughs> like they expect other they don't expect like they they kind of push it to the side where just use the Xbox things or just use Discord, you know? Yeah. So, use use the third party applications that work on their their features. Don't use us. Yeah. <laughs> use other people. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> and like in this same VGC article, it's saying that like 343 said it was targeting a late August release for campaign co-op for the final release. Bro. Late August, yeah. the game came out in December, Literally. dog. <laughs> Campaign co-op. We're looking at like day one features being added nearly 12 months after release, which is completely outrageous. Like 10 years ago, can you imagine if someone tried to do that 10 years ago? The game just wouldn't sell. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's uh, insanity. Like, and you. <laughs> Like imagine, imagine ten years before that, like you'd have to ship another fucking disc out because you just can't. Be, oh, yeah, it's honestly dumb. Insanity, insanity. Okay, the next sidebar. One, yeah, the next so, one is the multiverses one. Okay, so for these two big ones, I'm assuming you want to do the Star Warsy one. Yes. Yes. You want, I do. Okay, and I'll do the other. I'll do the other big one. Yeah, that's the one I wanted to do. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll stick to that plan after we're done with all these other topics. Okay, we're talking behind the scenes. You're about to figure out what the big topics are in a little bit here. <laughs> all, right. all right, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, all right, so all right, we got Multiverses closed beta reaches more people on Steam than any other fighter game. Okay, Multiverses. I think this is a great idea. And Mortal Kombat's been, like, dipping their toe in it a little bit um, with all their DLC characters, like, adding the Terminator and Predator and, like, all these, like, little, like, like side universe characters, like, just bringing in, like, this giant media empire into one fighting game. And so is Smash Bros. for its credit, you know, mostly sticking in the Nintendo realm, but, like, they're bringing, like, characters from other universes into this fighting game. Now, multiverses, though, super awesome idea. You're getting characters from, like, all sorts of media, like Batman, Shaggy, Jake from Adventure Time. Just, like, <laughs> absolute, like, huge diversity of characters, which I think is super fun. Um, but um, in that right, 
because I think it's so fun. I think a lot of other people do too, because we have, quote, more than 60,000 users playing the game at one time during this beta. So if we look at the other numbers, um, in comparison, this is in order. We have Dragon Ball Fighter Z. This is PC, by the way. 44,000 players. Mortal Kombat 11, 35,000 players. Brawlhalla, 34,000 players. Guilty Gear Strive, 31,000 players. But the, the point here is we have these massive fighter titles. And you can even further down the list, you have Mortal Kombat X, just like and Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. So like all these games that have been like dominating the fighting genre over, I'd say like Mortal Kombat X came out like what, three years, three or four years ago, two or three years ago, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, like this game is crushing these giant games in beta, which I think is super cool. Like this game is going to be probably one of the best fighting games to come out this like maybe this decade i don't know it might suck but (laughs) if you know this is a cool Mm -hmm. idea people are really liking it right now so i I only see positivity with this game what do you think yeah there's there's been a lot of replications of the super smash formula and it this game's not going to come close to that but it's i think it's not going to replicate the same success but I'll take back what I said. I think it's going to be the closest example of what we're going to see because, I mean, we saw Nickelodeon All Star Brawl came out and it just it tried to do the same thing. It's a platform fighter like Smash is, and it just didn't didn't work. Because part of the reason it launched with Lily when you're fighting, like the characters don't make any noise, so they're just they're just punching each other. It's like they're not talking or anything. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) stupid, but I. I think I think this looks really cool. Bunch of I think it's Warner Bros. characters because I see Superman, yeah. Batman, Harley Quinn, Shaggy. Also for that, I think they're under the Warner Brother umbrella. But yeah, that looks really like, cool. I'm looking. I'm looking at this other article. Like they have the whole Scooby Doo cast, Bugs Bunny. Okay, if it's Bugs Bunny, that tells me Warner Brothers right away because oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure they like own him. They do. So yeah. So yeah. I think that can open it to most like Cartoon Network shows. Yeah, because um, I think they have ties. Yeah, Adventure Time, uh, Finn and Jake. Yeah, they're they're on there, and um, mm-hmm. Steven Universe, one of those characters. Oh yeah, too. there he is. Yeah. So, oh yeah, dude, that's that's awesome. So any of those like Cartoon Network, Boomerang, like the Jetsons. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be I'm pretty cool, sure they are, they're all under that umbrella. So that would be really cool. Yeah, and I saw another story where I, I think it reached like a hundred thousand players. Closed beta. Wow. And wow. They're, they're about to open it and open, so yeah, a lot of a lot Jesus. of people I know have played it and like, yeah, dude, this this is great. Like right. it's gonna be a hope you're a close competitor to Smash. Smash is huge. I don't think and for being on one right. platform, it's absolutely huge. So and it's exactly. going on multiple, so maybe maybe it comes close, yeah. maybe it doesn't, you know? Right. Yeah. I'm well, okay. I'm I'm thinking back to what I said about being the best fighting game of the decade. Now let me let me retract that statement a little <laughs> bit. I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna go too deep into this. I'm just very hopeful about this. I don't wanna say too much good because it might end up being a total flop and that happens a lot nowadays. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna re- retract, but we're just gonna, <laughs> gonna we're gonna be excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So cool. All right. All right. So wanna... now 
we move on to big ticket item number one. Eddie, take it away. Wait a minute. What about these three on the oh, second page? I was gonna, I was, I, what I was thinking was just sandwiched, sandwiched the big two topics like in the middle. Oh, in one. Okay, let's do that. Okay. All right, big ticket. I love this news. I'm really happy about this. Um, so uh, Rockstar Games, our beloved Rockstar, creators of such titles as Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption, Bully, classic third-person, wonderful, genre-defining, cultural, expansive games. Um, GTA 6 is their next title, most likely. Oh, yeah. And um, our big news is GTA 6 will have a playable female protagonist, which I'm excited about. And I'll tell you a few reasons why. I've been thinking about this this week. So, um, number one, the best thing that I love about this is that uh, Rockstar is sort of, how would you say it? Broadening their horizons. <laughs> They're, mm -hmm. you know, over over the last, I don't know how many years they've been. I'm sure they've been in business for a long time. But say in their their major popularity starting in the 2010s with like GTA 4 and um, GTA 5 in 2013 and Red Dead Redemption 1, which I think came out a little earlier than 2010s. But um, it's been, you know harrowed as like the ultra macho game developer genre type thing and you know from almost any girl that i know that plays video games i don't think they believe this at all and they a lot of games journalism tends to look past the fact that men and women just like to play games that are fun <laughs> yep. so um here in in um, Rockstar's effects or efforts to make their games even more fun, um, especially with their stories, which are, I think, criminally underrated, I think having a female playable character is going to have such a giant increase in, like, perspectives that you can use in storytelling. And I'm, I'm, I cannot be more excited about that because, like, they already, they tell stories so well through every character that they've had so far. And then in GTA 5 with three playable characters, I thought that was such a cool idea. And now we're, we're getting a playable female, which I think is going to add such a huge dimension to their storytelling. And I, I'm super excited about this. What do you think? Dude, GTA 6 is probably going to be the game of this decade. It's probably. most likely. Like, it's insane how much hype is building around this game like it's almost unimaginable like no company could do this and rockstar is probably the only one that's going to come close to this hype i mean they're putting everything they i i saw recently they canceled remakes of red dead redemption 1 and gta 4 and put more people onto GTA 6 because of it, because that's all, that's their whole focus right now is just GTA 6, dude. Exactly. So yeah. this is going to be huge, and and with the article saying it also is going to take place in Miami, it's being claimed. So, well, yeah, yeah, you know, the the bright light city, baby, Vice City. <laughs> I think yeah. that's fucking so cool. You know, yeah. I've seen Miami, so I'm. 
excited to see what they do with it. And mm-hmm. the guy who broke the story, uh, Jason Schreier, he uh, goes on to say that the game is at least two years away, and they began they began development sometime twenty fourteen. They're saying, and they and uh, back in twenty eighteen, according to Jason Schreier, they they did an overhaul because staff called out their culture of crunch bullying you know frat house antics which yeah i can believe from rockstar i mean i absolutely believe that if if blizzard can be as bad as they are i'm assuming rockstar has some has some bad apples in there as well (laughs) oh yeah so yeah and they've begun the process of being more you know culturally appropriate i mean gta is not known for cultural appropriation so we're gonna we'll, we'll see how gta 6 handles that kind of yep. thing because um because they recently they in the re-release of gta 5 you know like the ps5 xbox series x rockstar removed transphobic jokes and mm-hmm. and quietly canceled an online mode called cops and crooks after the george floyd protests yeah so so go ahead go ahead I think, you know, Rockstar is they're in a they're in a weird place where they've they've built a brand over being raunchy, kind of being a little more I don't want to say edgy because it's like not really edgy. It's just kind of raunchy, kind of like (laughs) dirty, dirty humor, not really PC. So they built this kind of brand. And, you know, while I appreciate the humor. I think sometimes it pushes it a little bit. Um, but I think, you know, as with all humor, I think that's part of the fun is, mm-hmm. you know, while it may push the boundaries, I think it's good to accept that and just kind of laugh about it. Um, but I, I think what they're doing here is they're keeping, I hope I hope this is what they're able to do, is I'm hoping that they're kind of able to increase their diversity, increase the inclusiveness, but kind of remain with that edgy raunchy level of humor um Mm -hmm. but really the thing that i i really see is so much value coming from this story is like the way rockstar can tell a story seeing what they can do from a woman's perspective i can't like i can't even imagine just seeing like i just like this blew my mind i'm repeating what i already said but like when i saw how rockstar portrayed franklin's life in gta 5 and like how it's so drastically different to michael's life and like how his life is so drastically different to trevor's life and then somehow meld these three guys into one unit i think is so amazing like they they portrayed this like kind of tough street vibe with franklin and i think franklin had such a cool story and he was you know he's just a guy trying to keep his life straight and get out of the hood and you know like try to really make something out of himself and then you have michael who's like this distraught ex-bank robber who is in witness protection and then you have Mm -hmm. trevor who is just like a crazy crackhead living in a trailer (laughs) and like somehow they they mixed all that together so like the the way that they can tell stories with these characters is so amazing to me and if they add a woman's perspective i think it's going to be such an amazing thing yeah, and to go to go on what you said, it's the first female Latina protagonist. Well, 
and like making her, right. I think oh, make, yeah. making her a Latina is actually a good thing because one, you're in you're in Miami, and so also it's different. Right. So it's reflective of it's, it's reflective of the city. Yeah, it's that different. you're in. Yeah. And, and like you said, it, exactly. it's actually the first playable woman ever in a Rockstar game. Right. So that's actually going to be it's, it's going to be great. I think with their previous work, they can do so many things with this, and it's just Absolutely. awesome. Yeah. And according to Jason Schreier, production on GT6 has been slower than expected because, you know, the pandemic and stuff. But right. as employees, quote, as employees grow accustomed to working at this new rock star, many say morale is higher than ever and that the cultural changes are well worth it, in quotes. Nice. So I'm glad yep. that, like, they got their shit together, you know. You know, before... Or Activision Blizzard did. I mean, come on. Activision Blizzard, that's, no, that's another thing, but fuck, man. We that's... could have a whole episode about that. We we should. We probably should. I'm going to put that <laughs> in that, the special ridiculous. episode section of the document. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. All right. So this next news topic breaks my goddamn heart, man. <laughs> So sad. Bloom, Bloomberg reports. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic game paused amid studio shake up. Now, this isn't delayed, you know. This isn't, oh, we need more time. Okay, and we have to delay it. No. They, they are stopping development. They have stopped making the video game here. Pain. Pain. God, I fucking love Star Wars, and I I personally think Knights of the Republic one and two are the best pieces of Star Wars media ever. Like I haven't I haven't come across a better story told, a better experience that's just told to you ever. Right. And yeah, God. the thing the thing I've always heard, I've I've never played myself, but um. You know, this is, I do, a, I do, you know, in my free time, I do a lot of watching and listening to videos about game history and, um, you know, big, big important moments in video games and stuff like that. This is a title that I continuously, these are titles, I should say. These are titles that I continuously see brought up in terms of success in writing and storytelling. And that that's something that you you can't ignore like when you when a game is continuously harrowed for writing and storytelling that means it is the pinnacle it is the example you know like you run back to um half-life 2 always quoted as best gameplay of probably the whole the entirety of the 2000s that created first person shooter gameplay you have Half-Life 2 for that. And then for like, you know, graphical enhance enhancements, you have Crisis. Crisis was like the leader in making games look good. And then when you look at storytelling and writing, what do they talk about? They always talk about KOTOR. Always. Always, dude. And, you know, I got actually like the big, a, a big story point in KOTOR spoiled for me. And I still loved it. The, right. The, the storytelling in that game is incredible, you know, and I wish I experienced that big story moment for myself because that would have been awesome. And KOTOR 2 is awesome too. 
amazing. I think it's better than the first one, personally. But right. going on in the news, it is delayed indefinitely as this, this isn't quote is delayed indefinitely as developers at Austin, Texas-based Aspire Media try to figure out what comes next. Also in this, Aspire abruptly fired the game's art director and design director this month. So, so yeah, they showed, you know, executives at Lucas Lucasfilm or Lucas Arts or whatever, Lucas Games mm-hmm. and um Disney the game like a vertical slice like a demo sort and they're like dog this shit's trash fire him fire him oh, stop what you're doing figure something out oh my that, god it sounds like what happened and it's wow. painful like the, like they're saying this the employees are like saying we're not not the employees but i think i think some in the article it's it says yeah developers said a more realistic target now would be 2025 Wow. 2025. They said before it would release by the end of this year. And now 2025, three years away? Fuck, man. Like, that game needs a remake. Like, people just do not like the combat in that game. And also, it's a 2003 game. So, like, doesn't look the prettiest. No. (laughs) To me, that doesn't matter. Like, I was so excited for this. Yeah. It breaks my heart to see that. But you know, Terrible. this is like the first game, like Aspire, like a like first AAA kind of game that the studio Aspire Media is actually doing because they're known for just porting old Star Wars games to modern cost uh, consoles. They did, you know, Episode One uh, Pod Racer or whatever. They did Republic mm-hmm. Commando. They ported ported both yeah. Jedi Academy, uh, Jedi uh, Star Wars. Was it Jedi Academy and Jedi Outcast? Mm-hmm. They're just known. They actually ported Kotor one and two, the Switch and modern PCs. So they know the Star Wars games, and it just sucks to see that they can't 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 get it together. Can't get it together out, and. And I, I watched a video uh, Mr. Maddie plays. He's a diehard KOTOR fan like I am. <clears throat> and he he was saying that, like, because he has his sources, and from what he was told, like, the game, what he saw, like, the game looked great, you know, in this in this demo that they showed, but those executives were not having it, man. They said, those guys at Disney, man, they'll, they'll eat you alive. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this sucks. Get... Get, Jesus. These are two like lead developers. One of them was design director, another one was an art director. That's that's massive. Yeah. And for them to say, especially so the art guy, he commented, Jason Minor, saying that it was unexpected. His dismissal was unexpected. That's can you imagine like getting totally blindsided like that? Like you you make this product, this big demo, and you present it to your boss, and then he's just like, Well, you're fired. Fuck you. <laughs> You know, like Jesus, man. Yeah, it's insane. These people, uh, the developers, like thought, like, yeah, this game's pretty. Like, we're doing a good job. You know, like, everybody's happy about this, and then they show it to their bosses, and they're like, "Fuck no, this sucks." Let's try it's again. like it's kind of it's like comedic because you know it's unexpected, and like 
it sounds funny just because like it's it doesn't make sense it, it it makes me laugh but it's so fucked up and like it's sad because like we're missing out on like a giant or i wouldn't say we i'd say like this next generation is potentially missing out on like very important experience you know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah and i i know even people i know today they will just, they will just not go back to older games because it just looks bad and it, i hate I, I i i don't like that they think that way but i can understand but like there's more to it than just graphics you know there's the story the right. story is unbeatable characters unbeatable mm-hmm. stuff like that and so it's just longer periods of time where the, uh, more generations can experience this and i just hope it's not like outright canceled like i think it's oh, just so i i think they just oh they're doing an overhaul right now because what they had right. sucked apparently and so they're just they have to start over somehow and i hopefully they get their shit together because i will be there day one they have a collector's edition i'm there we already we already saw i'll platinum this fucking game because right now it's a playstation console exclusive for like a year or something and like it's going to pc also but playstation has the right has like the exclusive on this and so that also reflects on them because they're like Mm -hmm. like well we don't put on a shit product oh we know sony for making absolute banger games god of war last of us shit like that and so they they don't want to look or have it look poorly on them so hopefully with closing comments on this i think this game is going to be good it just needs apparently more fucking time mm. any closing comments Eddie? um don't cancel it <laughs> it's not worth it nope. please don't cancel it just just you know strap your boots up and get back to work it's gonna be okay don't let the i hope the executives don't fuck it but (laughs) that's all i can say don't cancel it it's not worth it please don't do this to me even if even if you want to do it in a selfish way it's gonna make a lot of money so don't cancel it you'll make a lot of money (laughs) huge amounts of money yeah huge amounts of money all right all right Moving on. I shall introduce another fun topic that I'm quite interested in. Um, yes. So we all love Marvel. You like Marvel, right, Zach? I fucking love Marvel. I keep up on all the shows, all the movies. They announced right. like they announced the the Phase Five and Phase Six uh, movies in the MCU. It, they're going all in. Like Marvel is capitalizing, and it's about time. And the need we need more Marvel games in exactly in the gaming space. Yes, because you know obviously we have the the massive dominance of Marvel movies in the film industry. But I mean, do you really see that many Marvel video games? Not really. I mean, you get the Spider-Man games from on the PlayStation; those are very successful, and everyone loves them. Yep. Um, but I mean, other than that, can you, you can't really point to huge superhero titles coming out of marvel or dc to be fair um but uh we got a big one here 
uh, EA is reportedly making a single player open world Black Panther game, which I think is super cool. Um, it's thought to be in in the works at a studio led by former Monolith Productions boss Kevin Stevens. So Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman, Chad, uh, Chadwick Boseman, love him. Total shame that he's passed away. Rest in peace. Right. Um, but he created a a completely amazing character. I remember when this movie came out. I was working at the AMC in the mall by my house when I was in high school. And I used to go and watch it when I was on my breaks. And man, I, I what a cool, cool fucking movie. Cool world. I love it. And um, I think creating an open world game is, is, a, is a really in, um, intelligent move for them to make. Um, a lot of movie, like movie video games, you could say, um, they're highly linear. Um, but when you get something like this in the world of like Wakanda and that kind of universe that they created. I think that's so cool that they could do an open world experience with this game. Side note, let's pause it right there. I totally forgot mm -hmm. you worked at AMC in high school. I, yeah. have, I have literally no memory <laughs> of you working at AMC. I cannot believe that you worked there. It's cause yeah, dude, you don't remember at all. <laughs> no, not at all. I don't remember you working was, at AMC. What? That's funny. It's so it was senior year of high school. I worked there from oh geez. Like November to March. So November of 17 to March of 18. So not that long. Oh but I, I bet the reason you don't remember is um I would I would work like during the weekdays and they would schedule me really late. Almost to the point where, like, I was I was cleaning theaters, right? I was an usher. That was my title. So I would clean theaters for the first few months I was employed there. And they would schedule me, like, starting at, like, 6 p.m. And I'd be there till, like, 3 a.m. Sometimes on a school night. It was horrible. What? <laughs> it was, yeah, dude. I'd be, like, I remember because uh, most of the kids that worked there were, like, Smoky Hill kids they went to another high school in our area for those of you who don't live in this area <laughs> mm -hmm. um they went to another high school in our area and uh it was it was literally just us cleaning the theaters one two three in the morning putting out the trash and they were like well we got to be up for school in like four hours like <laughs> it's criminal so um yeah worked at amc That's um terrible after yeah, dude, it sucked. Yeah, uh, how did you survive? <laughs> it wasn't every day. It was like one or two days a week. So it wasn't that bad. But like once once AP tests and finals came around senior year, I knew I had to quit. That's why I quit in March. I was like, fuck this. I can't do this oh anymore. God, <laughs> I could like Friday, yeah. Friday night, 3 a.m. You know, not that bad. About the school yeah. nights? Like a Monday? Yeah, dude, it'd be or like, like a Sunday Wednesday? night. Sunday yeah. night? Oh my god, <laughs> bro. Did you have first period off? No. Oh my god. <laughs> no. Christ. It was horrible. It was so bad. Yeah. God bless. It was horrible. Yeah, I remember I that's why that's why I got so many detention senior year. <laughs> I would just I was just late to calc every fucking morning. It was so hard to get up. It was bad. But yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Going back going back to the open world Black Panther game. Yeah. <laughs> why is EA doing this is beyond me. Why why is like like 
I know they, they can make open world games, but like, why Ugh. EA? Like, why do they license it out to EA? EA Electronic Arts? Why? Like, I, you know, like EA, most criminal company ever, like, terrible track record. I'm, I remember reading this one time. They've been voted like the worst company in America, like several times, like, like everyone hates EA. I, that's my only skepticism about the story. I think, I think EA creates good products in terms of how they look and, um, kind of like gameplay wise, but it's, it's the stuff they do kind of behind the curtains with like the, the sketchy, like the microtransactions that were really bad a few years ago. And then like with battlefield 2042's release, uh, last year, or was that this year? I think that was last year. Either way, um, 2042 terrible servers. The game wasn't optimized. I'm sure if it was optimized and it looked, you know, and it was like all functional behind the scenes, it would have looked really nice. But like, that's kind of my point. EA makes great looking games that play well, but there's a lot of bullshit behind the curtains that just never works. So I think they can create a pretty looking world, a really beautiful scene with what the, the filmmakers created. But I think EA and their dark corporate ways might fuck this up pretty bad. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and person who broke this story, uh, Jeff Grubb, from the uh from giant bomb he uh he 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 broke this news on a podcast and so and he says (laughs) it's very early in development and it starts with black panther being dead and so the player character assumes the role of the black panther so i mean i guess that's cool in itself yeah like it's wondering what how could you how could they do this eddie like what when you think of the open world black panther game by ea what what comes to mind? How can you picture this game? Well, the first thing I have to think about is what what open world games has EA done in the past? Can we think of any? Off the top of my head, open world EA games. Gotcha. I don't know if I can I, think I have of to it. look this up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up. I'm right gonna now. do it right now. <laughs> open world, open EA, world games. EA. Let's see their own forum they have an own forum on their own website (laughs) i got the same search result (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh jesus um well not really i dragon age i don't think they're all it's not that's not open world though that's like the closest there is to is mass effect and open dragon age all right you know okay so you know what that tells me they haven't really done this before (laughs) yeah they they have not Uh done this before this isn't looking good um okay so let's 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 use the imagination let's let's think here what can ea do with an open world game that they've never made before so dragon age one the original the very first one harrowed as one of the greatest dialogue storytelling games ever dragon age two horrible so let's just focus on the (laughs) first one and pray to god that they can replicate something like that so we, we go from dragon age perspective if they can really go off with a kind of highly dialogue-based um, RPG-type open-world game, kind of like Dragon Age, I think they could have some success with it. 
I don't know really how they would do that in the constraints of the Marvel Universe, though. That's what I'm a little troubled with, is obviously they can really develop characters and create a a narrative within this universe, but I don't know if they can create the living and breathing world that so many great open world games really give you. Um, like if you think we'll just go straight to the best ones, we talked about Skyrim. Skyrim feels like it's alive mm-hmm. and it also, you know, you can talk about, Oh, Skyrim story. Isn't that good? Whatever. It's not that bad. Don't <laughs> give it so much shit. <laughs> um, but the the point is is that Skyrim creates a breathing living world. It feels like you're living inside the world. I don't really know with EA's lack of experience and also the constraints of the of the, you know, the Black Panther genre. I don't know if they're really going to be able to create that living breathing world that you really need for a really good open world game. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know that much about Black Panther outside like the movie, you know, Wakanda, very uh, advanced uh, civilization. And right here in the article, uh, Jeff Grubb says, the player is going to take on challenges of becoming the new Black Panther, and it seems that is the setup for the game. And so, like, what could he be doing? I have no idea what Black Panther... Like, there's Black Panther villains like Namor, which is, like, pretty much our version of like an aquaman i think or i i think i'm not entirely sure i'm not a not a comics book guy sorry um well i mean i like the setup or what's up let's the guy who um is heading this project um one more monolith production studio like we said kevin stevens joining the lead studio on the development of open world action adventure games. And so this is probably gonna be his first one. He saw Warner's monolith during development of Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor and Middle Earth Shadow of War. Now, Shadow uh, of Mordor, I'm I'm remembering right, that is an open world game. It is. I think you're right. Because DJ played quite a bit of that, our friend DJ. Um yeah. he he always talked about that. Um, now the one other thing I learned is the sequel to that game, the shadow of war. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that game got some major flack. Um, I think really because of its, um, microtransactions, I think it was. Yeah. The microtransactions yeah. were pretty uh, egregious and they've toned down. I mean, it really depends because EA, recent years hasn't been um really about the microtransactions and the full price games as much as they were as uh right. star wars jedi fallen order people were just exactly. waiting for like yo when are they gonna charge us for more lightsaber colors you know when are they gonna charge us for the outfits <laughs> and it just didn't come and part of the reason for that right. was because respawn was doing that game and I- i'm pretty sure they were like no we're we're not gonna milk. We're not gonna milk our customers out of this. It's 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 a story. You play it. You buy it. That's it. There's just no more. There's no season passes. There's no none of that. And the same like what they're gonna be doing for the sequel to that uh, Survivor. Whatever that. Yeah, Star Wars Jedi um, Survivor. Right. So so. Go ahead. 
my I'm not so much worried about the microtransactions. Um, but basically like with his involvement with that, that tells me I that doesn't really tell me anything. It's kind of just projecting. <laughs> yeah. I I kind of just yeah, I hope we we'll we'll just take it at this. You know, both games have great reviews. Both games are well loved by their their fans. Um so I think we have a a team lead that is well experienced in the industry dealing with large companies, large releases, not like little small things. Um so we have an experienced guy um leading this project who has had success. So you can have experienced guys that have had a lot of failure in the industry, but this guy's had success. So I think that's a really good positive to look at. However, um I uh, I don't personally know the Middle Earth, you know, the mechanics that well. I don't I remember I watched some gameplay but never that much, but like do you think this is cuz I you've played it, right? Yeah. Played uh, yeah, I played Middle Earth, the first one, the Shadow. Do you think? Um, do you really think that Black Panther could be kind of put into? Obviously, it won't be nearly the same, but like, do you think Black Panther could be put into this kind of, you know, type of game based on that with his experience with that? No, no, I don't think so. Because the whole point of uh, Shadow of Mordor, um, the whole big mechanic in that game was. Um, killing generals and you know another one tom comes That's and takes right. its place mm-hmm. and they they liked it so much that ea like patented that mechanic like they really? had that on locks yeah wow and like yeah like, i remember weird. yeah from the from the gameplay i did watch i do remember seeing the generals and they'd have like traits and stuff yeah mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i can't i can't, I can't really see that mechanic in Black Panther in this open world Black Panther game. I couldn't either. Because the whole point of, you know, Middle Earth is that, like, the, the whole place is at war with the orcs and, you know, shit like that. People are at war with each right. other. And so the generals, you know, make sense. But, you know, Black Panther has its main villains. And so you can't really have, like, another Namor be like, oh, I have water. I have a different water attack. Fuck you, Black Panther. <laughs> Yeah. So I no. I don't think that's something they can do. I'm I i do not know how this game can turn out. Like you have your abilities. Like like I'm just gonna go like it's like the Spider Man game. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, I really don't know. I don't want to spew stuff out of my ass. It doesn't make sense. But this is <laughs> I think that's that's all we can do in this podcast. Spew stuff out of our ass. Very true. But I can spew stuff out of my ass with reason. Just like that's true. Yeah. Like with other other news topics. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we'll just leave it there. I'm hopeful for this open world uh, Black Panther game, and we'll see how it's very early in production. It said so. We won't see it for three, four years. I'd say so. Yeah, I you know I hope it's cool. I just I just wonder what they can do with it. I really don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on, some China stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it has been revealed by Vice that documents show how Roblox plan to bend to Chinese censorship. <laughs> Filtering games, this is all on Vice, this is a quote from Vice. 
filtering games, blocking maps with Taiwan, handling, quote, historical facts, end quote. <laughs> Roblox was prepared to go all in on Chinese censorship, according to newly released internal documents. Wow. Dude. Initial thoughts? Oh, Jesus Christ. The, well, the, the headline makes me laugh because it end censorship i think is hilarious <laughs> and then also the uh the little subheading where it says you know what they're what they're gonna do filtering games blocking maps and stuff like that the quote-unquote historical facts <laughs> is my one of my favorite things about uh, like mass dictatorships is like they have a way of like educating their people about history that's completely false <laughs> like historical facts about like China being the greatest country of all time forever <laughs> and never having starved million tens of millions of people when Mao was in reign and all that. Oh my God. But literally like China is, it's fun to laugh at them because you know, they're just a big communist monster country and they do crazy shit. But like, they're a little scary. <laughs> I can't lie. Um, I, you know, they're they're basically getting away with an entire genocide as we speak. You know, concentration yep. camps and all. Yep. We all know that. And what are they're still competing in the Olympics? They're still invited to world summits, and they are well respected at these world summits too. And and in America, we trade with them and get almost all of our stuff from them and it's terrible so um i think you know this is kind of another example of games really going for the money by trying to open the the asian market um with china because we had the same thing happen with uh, a few years ago there was that hearthstone professional hearthstone player he uh made some comments about um, China's policy having to do with Taiwan and uh, he uh, uh, what was it oh yeah Blizzard banned him or something like that yeah they banned and, him uh, from um, competitive play I think exactly yeah so we have we have these big game companies valuing the money that they can get from the Chinese market over free speech and like making sure that you know large companies don't provoke country or promote countries that commit genocide. <laughs> you know, they're securing the bag over making sure that people are alive, which I think is yikes. You know, we have this, we have this happening in a very similar way to what Blizzard has done, where we have Roblox literally, you know, bending their, their form of game to fit the Chinese, you know, way of way of law, which I think is just enabling the Chinese system to oppress more and more people, which I think is so horrifically sad. I feel so bad for the people that live there and the people that are suffering the consequences of what the Chinese government is doing. It's so, so sad. Yeah, man. Like, wh why isn't the world doing this with China? Like, like, th they... they Russia is fucking shambles right now because they wanted to invade. Literally. Literally in shambles, and they're like, and like Xbox is like not releasing any new games there. Like the uh fucking they're kicked out of like the FIFA World Cup, you know stuff like that. 
But China, they get a pass. They get a pass, man, because they're so integral to the world's way of living. That's why they get a pass, in my opinion. Yeah. Other things too. It's like that's that's a broad statement, but it's so so ridiculous and you know like history books their history books are going to paint them so much differently than everybody else's exactly and the the horrific problem is is it's you know it's it's not that they're just integral to the world society it's the reason that this keeps happening is because china is so integral to the world economy if you don't work with china you're you're losing you really are which is such a shame because China China owns us, you know, at this point. It's 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 almost as if we're dependent on them. I'm sure we will be in a, you know, a few decades. Um but basically these these game developers and these game companies are going to keep working with the Chinese market and bending their their rules to fit with Chinese censorship just to make more money. And I think that's completely indicative of you know they say um you know like uh the definition of insanity is you know like doing the same thing over and over again even though you face negative consequences uh these companies are are really committing to that insanity because they don't realize that their own downfall will become or will become a reality because they're helping china they're going to help China, 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 and then China's just going to come over here and just collapse our entire economy, and then there'll be nothing. You know what I mean? Yep. And and China is totally happy to do that because they are going to continue to grow because they want to grow, and they're going to crush everybody in their path. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Crazy. China, China sucks. That's the whole topic of our little, little subtopic that we got away from but so last year uh vice says roblox launched a version of its game in china called how the hell do you say this luo i don't know how to say it that's pretty dumb that's pretty dumb of me to even attempt that and they continue (laughs) saying like other western gaming companies that have entered the lucrative but heavily regulated chinese market they had to partner with a chinese company Tencent, which has been very prevalent. Yeah. Who would operate the game in the country, and Roblox had to host user data on local servers as required by law. But newly dis- really released internal documents reveal that Roblox assumed and prepared for the possibility that any Chinese partner it worked with could try to hack Roblox. On top of that, Roblox expected Tencent to copy the game and create its own version of it. And they... Like this, this was initially like Roblox wanted to do this, but they um like backed down from it. But shh, imagine Roblox in China. <laughs> natural disaster. It was literally natural disaster. They just like whatever, whatever China like most recently got affected by. They just they just couldn't be in. Doesn't exist. Tornadoes aren't real. Nope. <laughs> Tornadoes don't Tsunamis, exist. Man. Nah, they're not real. Earthquakes, nah. Tsunamis, yeah, <laughs> they don't nah. exist. Sorry, bro. Nah. You're you're dead. Nah. Sorry, bro. Sorry. Flooding, not real. Nope. China, <laughs> China's better than any flood could ever be. Come on, bro. <laughs> Great China, man. Yeah. Wow. 
wild. Well, we'll, we'll reap the consequences at some point. But for now, China, ball up. Y'all are doing well. Keep it going. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Our last news topic. This is actually going to be probably shorter than our last episode, but it is what it is. All right, Eddie, take it away. All right. All right. So we're moving into a lovely little feature that started in the 2010s where for some reason consoles just started giving us free games um, for having their subscription service. Um, You know, talk about Xbox games with gold, um, PlayStation Plus. um, But specifically here, uh, we're talking about PlayStation Plus. So this August lineup for PlayStation Plus is going to have like a bunch of like fantastic titles like we're talking about like so we have tony hawk pro skater one and two um we have yakuza like a dragon and little nightmares so these are all like super i've you know i've heard you know we all know about tony hawk skater pro skater um little nightmares i've heard of as well and then yakuza i've seen that guy's face somewhere before so Mm -hmm. it tells me that it was like a huge game but i just i haven't played it but like um specifically with yakuza so Sony also announced today eight Yakuza games are headed to PlayStation Plus this year, four of which will arrive in August. So we're getting like basically an entire IP for free. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. And these games are like good, really good, especially for like, we're, we'll stick with PlayStation Plus, then we'll do the um, eight other Yakuza games. But Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 fucking awesome dude that's like amazing faithful ass remake it's so much fun i i've played i bought that like day one because like dude tony hawk's fucking killer and i tried my hardest like i beat some i didn't i didn't finish playing it but man i would go back to that like i might i own it on xbox but i'm just gonna download it on fucking playstation 2 because that's what you should do (laughs) for all your plus games just yes you know, add it to your library. You don't have to play it. Add it to your library for future use. Right. Moving on to like Yakuza Like a Dragon. I've heard that's like one of one of the like best Yakuza games we've had. It's it, it's different too from the other ones. The other ones were like action, you know, RPGs. This one's a turn based one. And it's so wacky. Like Yakuza is known for just wacky ass shit. And if you don't know what a Yakuza is, it's basically the mob in uh Japan. And so, nah, and like, that's what it is. Yeah. And so I've seen multiple clips from like various Yakuza games. It's, so, do you know that, you know, that stupid, you know, Friday night, uh, thing, Eddie, um, the Friday night meme, just look it up right now. Like keep talking. Okay. Let's see. Friday night meme. Friday night meme from, yeah. Friday night meme. Just look it up. Okay. Like in one of the Yakuza games, it it takes place in the 80s, and so they have like really like weird just uh dance moves of the two main characters. All right, let's see. Friday night, and like I am, I actually bought recently, I I literally bought it today, like the Yakuza Remastered collection of three, four, and five, and I bought. Um, Yakuza Zero, which is what the Friday night meme is from. And I have it on my playlist. I play that 
every like every oh Friday. Oh my god, bro! Are you seeing this? These dudes dance. <laughs> the dude, like it's so wacky and just like out out there. Like I'm excited to play that. Like I like how they dance in sync. <laughs> yeah, they dance in sync too, and just like just random shit like that. Like you like like a dragon is just so wacky. Like takes itself seriously at times, but then then you use like a fucking like a big ass like sandwich to just fight people with. <laughs> Like kick their ass, bro. There's so many of these memes. There's like this, you know those, <laughs> you know those things at uh, at like the fair, the tilt a whirl. <laughs> yeah, the tilt a whirl. There's like this video, of this guy <laughs> dancing in the middle of it with the yakuza music in the <laughs> background. <laughs> oh, these are great. Yeah, highly recommend. Look at the yakuza Friday night memes. <laughs> Incredible. Right, those are two big wow. headliners of the PS Plus for August. Excuse me, but then yeah. then Little Nightmares is like a nice little indie, indie like yeah. walking simulator game that like yeah, it has like a deep story and it's, you're just walking and stuff. Right, so that's fucking. It, it looks cool. Like all three of these games look like bangers, dude. Like you're eating good if you pay for PS Plus this month, man. Absolutely, yes. And I will be playing Like a Dragon. I don't know what to play first, Like a Dragon or that fucking Yakuza Zero with the Friday night thing. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it, and then that thing's gonna come on. And I'm gonna be that that Leonardo DiCaprio thing, like like pointing at the screen. It's like, oh, I know that. It's, it's. I recognize it. Hey, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I understand that reference. <laughs> Jesus, man. Yeah. So, moving into um, PlayStation Plus, uh, its extra and premium member tiers will be getting eight Yakuza games. And let's see if I can find the list here of all eight. Yeah. Okay. So, here it is. So, it's going to be, I'm pretty sure it's like literally like one through six, pretty much. So, it's like Yakuza one, two, three, four, five, six, and zero, my kind of not right on my hand, so there's because of one, two, three, four, five, six, zero. No, I'm missing one. It's like Kiwami or something, or something like that. Doesn't give me the list on VGC's article, but that's fucking ham. Ham. Absolutely. Like, dude, if you're a, you pay for the extra tier member, tier, whatever, if you're, if you're a member for the extra tiers, you're eating good and so like this is like they're competing with a uh, game pass and so like game pass is huge Ooh, man. and yes. this isn't really like playstation to do you know what game pass is doing dropping day one games into the service but they did that with stray and i mean that's not that's a, it's not a triple a game like that's all that's, that's all microsoft's like things like you can play the biggest titles game one get day one on game pass exactly. right and so Eddie, if you had to, I know you're paying for Game Pass right now, but if you weren't and you looked at what PlayStation Plus is offering, like, have you seen PlayStation Plus Premium, like the most premium tier it's offering? Really, no. Because they're they're doing pretty much basic PlayStation Plus. You get like three games every month, right? But then you have another tier where it's adding like. PS4 games on there like uh, Ghost of Tsushima, no. Last of Us Part Two, like it's it's like previous tier, it's previous games that they've done like big hitters, 
into that tier. And then the premium tier is the classics title. So they're adding like PS2 games in there, PS1 games That's in there, cool. and yeah. PSP. But they're doing PS3. The PS3 games they're being streamed, so it's not like actually yeah. running on the soft, which I, sucks. But you know, PlayStation 3 sure. games, you want those? Bada bing, bada boom. But yeah. with no. the, they're doing no, something say... extra. Hold on, sorry. They're okay, doing something extra with the PS1 games. They're adding like a a replay feature. You know, like because some of these games are just they were for that time, and so you, there's like a right. replay feature. You know, go back. You know, you mess something up. Go back a couple, about like a minute or two, and save states. You can save at this certain point. Oh like shit, you that. fucked up. Go back to it. It's not, it's not in cool. the game. It's like how the emulator is running it with it. Sure. Sorry, sorry, I cut huh. you off. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, no. Based on what you kind of told me there, um, you know, I think I love Game Pass and I will continue to subscribe to it. But um, if you know now that i know a little bit more about the playstation plus if i were to own a playstation i think i would definitely subscribe to that higher tier first of all because um my biggest criticism of game pass is yes you get the giant titles day one on game pass which is like you know the entire pull of the whole operation it's fantastic but um the rest of the stuff on game pass you kind of have to like dig through the weeds a little bit like they kind of put I don't want to say like filler filler games, but like games that, you know, they're like decent. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're not like top, top tier. Now, what it sounds like Sony's doing here is that they're kind of handpicking the ones that they know the fans really like. And that's one thing I notice with Sony a lot is that they they're a little more emotionally intelligent in terms of like understanding how their fans feel. Um. Microsoft, I think because they're they're a little bit of a bigger company, um, their their focus isn't consumer friendly as consumer friendly as Sony. Um, so I do think that um, I think Sony's got, this is kind of just highlighting the fact that they kind of get they get the fans a little bit better than Xbox has in the last ten years. Yeah, yeah, good. Good point. Good point right there. So that is all the news that we want to talk about for this past week. But there's there was something else I just wanted to This this is the best part of the episode. <laughs> I like that we're ending on it too. So yeah. I saw this on Twitter and it was the most ridiculous take, most dog shit opinion. Like you can have your opinion, but it's a stupid fucking opinion. And my and for this one, so this guy says, "The Last of Us on PS3, PS3, 720p <laughs> gaming people. Sometimes 1080, but mostly 720p. Looks better than anything Xbox put out in the last two years. Space PS3 <laughs> period. <laughs> so like, let's just look at Xbox's Forza Horizon." It looks so much better than the last like this guy did not think this through he's a sony fanboy and it is so funny to just watch from the sidelines it's like, it's like going to the zoo i see this guy and like he's entertaining i don't take him seriously he is something for me to look at he is entertaining 
I just look at this tweet here and the thing that that adds to it is, you know, I, you know, I'm looking at the timestamp. So this tweet was posted five days ago. So this is this year. So he's talking about from 2020 to 2022, right? Yes. So anything that's come out in the last two years on Xbox is more dog shit than PS than last of us on PS3 insane. But my other, my other gripe with this tweet is this guy, <laughs> he wakes up in the morning. This tweet was posted at 5:44 AM Twitter for iPhone. This guy wakes up and he's like, damn, I feel like burning the fucking world down today. <laughs> 5:44 AM puts out the worst opinion on, on graphics I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Like, dude, I can't, I, uh, dude, even, I would even go as far to say, like, the Skyrim remaster looks better than Last of Us on PS3. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see that. Oh my God. It does. And it's 60 frames and it runs well. Like, come on, bro. Like, let's get real. <laughs> oh my God, dude. And I looked at his other tweets. Like, this guy was, he's an instigator. This guy was an instigator. Like, he was doing it for, and, and like, like, I could tell his shit was ridiculous when I could see all the replies. It was like it was like a hundred or so uh, replies, and it was just like, dude, this this opinion is absolute shit. Homie's been you're, ratioed you're to the maximum degree. Yeah, like you're just wrong. <laughs> Nobody agrees with this. <laughs> You'd have to be the most like blind Sony diehard fanboy oh, ever yeah. to agree. There's no way. Oh, yeah, oh dude, my God. Fuck. Jesus well, Christ. That is all we have for this <laughs> week's episode. Um, look out because next week we're doing one of our special episodes. Uh, my friend Jeffrey and I will be joining us in the next podcast. We're going to a uh, gaming convention called Game On Expo. And so we're going to be talking about our experience there. And then the other half of the episode, because, uh, Jeffrey and Eddie are big, big uh, gym rats. They they love going to the gym, working on themselves. So they're gonna be talking about that. It's gonna be a special episode. Hopefully, it inspires me to actually pump some iron. You know what I'm seeing? <laughs> Any closing comments, Eddie? Um, well, yeah, I I think we had some good news this week. I'm really excited about the the GTA news. Um, I. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling hopeful for playing playing more of Tiny Tina's Wonderlands to see if my opinion reaches past the the mid zone. Um, I think uh, next week's episode is going to be a nice little combo episode because we get the we get the expo, which I'm really interested to hear about. And then uh, um, me and Jeffrey Jeffrey is one of the strongest people, le- legitimately like. So we've done. We'll do. We'll do a little preface to this episode. Yeah, Jeffrey, uh, me and him have been uh, thinking about doing a powerlifting meet together, and uh, we were looking at some of the Arizona state records for bench press. And uh, Jeffrey is completely capable of like destroying them. So like this guy is one of the strongest people in the country, if not the world. So um, if you're if you're interested in fitness at all. Um, I think this this next episode will be a great kind of peer into that. So yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's all we have for Hidden Podcast episode two. Um, everybody, take care of yourself 
and we'll see you next time. Yep. Bye, everybody.